The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio 680 WPTF and 98.5 FM. This is the Turning Your Life Around podcast, presented by 180 Counseling, hosted by founder Sarah Coates, a licensed clinical mental health counselor. In this podcast, Sarah and her team of therapists will dive deep into many topics on mental health care. Here's your host, Sarah Coates. Hello, and welcome to the Turning Your Life Around podcast. I'm joined today by my colleague, Dr. Jim Baxendale, a trauma therapist. Hi, Jim. Hi, Sarah. Thanks so much for joining us today. So today we're going to talk about trauma, okay? which I think is a very relevant topic because what's going on in our society right now, I feel we are being collectively traumatized. Absolutely, we are. There's there's just so much going on and so much antagonism in the in the nation. It's it is tearing us apart, and there's a lot of trauma. There is a lot of trauma. I'm seeing it in my office with my mm-hmm. clients. I'm watching it through my children and their friends, and teachers and friends of my own who are sharing stories that I would consider are stories of trauma. And I think a lot of times people think about trauma from maybe some perspectives that you and I as clinicians have differing opinions. But before we get into the whole trauma story, (laughs) will you share with me a little bit about how you got into the field? You're a licensed clinical mental health counselor. How did you get into the field of mental health counseling? Just share with the listeners a little bit. How much time do we have? (laughs) As much as we need. (laughs) I spent three and a half years in Vietnam and After that experience, went back to college. I had dropped out for a year. Got a degree in psychology, and about the only thing you can do with a bachelor's in psychology is go to graduate school, so Mm -hmm. I did. After I retired from the military, I got involved in EMS Hmm. and started doing some crisis intervention with emergency medical services and firefighters and that sort of thing. And that led me into the whole field of trauma. Well, yeah, I mean, running EMS, I'm sure you saw your fair share of trauma. Is there any one specific incident that led you into the field of trauma? Yes. <laughs> after my Vietnam experience, I stayed on active duty, so I had my own little support group. Mm. But after I retired, I took a job as the director of mental health for a five-county area, Planning District 9 in Virginia. Timing was amazing. I retired on 1st of June, 1989, and on the 28th of September, 1989, an Amtrak train ran over a fire truck in Catlett, Virginia. Wow. The train derailed. There were 197 passengers on board. The fire engine was cut in half, killed two immediately, and seriously Mm. injured three firefighters. And we got called to the scene to do some on-scene kind of crisis work. Mm -hmm. In doing that, I had to cross from one side of the track to the other, which was obviously derailed train. And going through the train, I got to the other side, and all of a sudden, it was kind of a spacey experience. Not a full-blown flashback, but the smell of the the burning diesel and the, Mm. the hot metal and the twisted metal sounds. And for just an instant, it was, I've been here before mm. kind of feeling. So it wasn't a total flashback to Vietnam, but it was at that point when I knew that I had some PTSD issues yeah. to deal with. And so I did. Mm-hmm. Started doing some work with EMS in terms of critical incident stress management, crisis debriefings, one-on-ones, that kind of thing. Mm. Became an EMT, intermediate, got tired of starting an IV and knowing somebody had a blood sugar of 40 and couldn't do anything about it because I wasn't a paramedic. So I went to paramedic school. Okay. And all along, I was doing the, the clinical stuff. Right. Uh, but started specializing and taking lots and lots of courses in trauma. Right. 
Right. Which is why I think you are certainly worthy of being called an expert in trauma because you've experienced it, you've trained in it, and you just have such a deep knowledge of treating trauma. Well, I don't know about expert. I mean, that's the title <laughs> the American Academy of Experts in Traumatic Stress has given me. But exactly. That remains to be seen. I, I think one of the things I think about trauma is that John Q. Public doesn't recognize what trauma is. I know as therapists, we know trauma is expansive. It's extensive. It doesn't have to be somebody going off to war and witnessing their buddy being shot in Afghanistan. That's not the only form of trauma. Trauma can happen to children, adolescents, adults, families. So will you define for us what is trauma? Well, trauma comes from the Greek word that means wound. Mm. So when you think of trauma, many times you think of a cut or a bruise or a fracture or a bullet hole even. But the kind of trauma we're talking about, the psychological, emotional trauma, is it's more a, a shock to the system, mm. lacerations to the spirit, really damage to the, to the very core, the very soul of the individual who experiences it. Right. I always think of trauma as any unhealed wound. And like you're saying, it can be emotional, physical psychological yeah so i like what you said there that it's it's psychological as well it is, mm-hmm. it is. what kind of trauma do you see in your clinical practice i deal with a lot of vets so i see a, a good deal of combat related trauma but i'm also seeing right now the emotional trauma of, of the country that's being torn apart mm-hmm. um, people are coming in with high high levels of anxiety mm. and trauma like you say people think of trauma as being a combat related kind of thing right and yet 18% of the general population is diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's almost two in 10. Wow. And, and so we're talking about automobile accidents, rapes, natural disasters, fires, all of the kinds of things that, that cause people to feel traumatized, that mm-hmm. cause them to feel kind of out of control. Mm. And the interesting thing about trauma is that it's unique to the person. Right. It's not about what happened, it's about the meaning of what happened. So one person can be severely traumatized by an event that doesn't bother the person standing next to them. Right. Yeah, I I think about that, too. I've had clients, maybe two siblings were in a car crash, and one sibling is far more traumatized than the other one, Mm -hmm. and they both experience the same event. So, yeah, I I agree when you say people experience trauma differently. I think of what uh, Justice Potter Stewart said many years ago when the Supreme Court was dealing with an issue of... um, of pornography. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, I can't tell you in words what pornography is, but I know it when I see it. Right. <clears throat> and that's what trauma is like. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's a violation of, of our worldview. Hmm. We come born to be positive. We come born to, to believe that the world is fair, mm. that bad things happen to bad people and good things happen to good people, that the world is predictable. So if we do this, then we'll get that reward, that we can trust people. We need to trust people. Mm-hmm. Belief in the order, that there's an order in the universe and there's some spiritual aspect to mm-hmm. that. And we need a sense of self-esteem and self-efficacy, a sense of mastery over our own condition. Trauma turns all of that stuff upside down. When you have nothing left, when you can't trust, when the world isn't safe, when it isn't fair, when people aren't taking care of us, whether it's our parents or our bosses or our government, Mm -hmm. and we can't do anything about it. We have no control. That's trauma. Yeah, it makes me think about some experiences I heard from parents when their children had to go home from school early in the last spring 
when the whole COVID pandemic hit us. And these parents are saying, my kids are not okay. And I perceived that as these kids were being traumatized. I mean, they went from being in school one day, going home the next, Mm -hmm. cut off from their teachers, their social life, and they were traumatized because they were cut off Mm -hmm. from what they know to be order and what was typical and anticipated. So yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people, maybe now they're recognizing that we had been or have been traumatized by this whole COVID pandemic. It doesn't have to be a huge trauma. I mean, the the DSM, our Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, Mm -hmm. says that it really has to involve a, a situation that threatens death or serious injury. Right. And I don't think that's true. I mean, that, that may be the big T's, mm-hmm. but it's not usually the big ones that get you. It's the little ones. Right. It's the accumulation of those. So just the fear of, of the unknown. These kids, like you said, uprooted from school one day, and now all of a sudden their whole world is turned upside down. Right. And they don't know what to expect. Right. The little T traumas. We talk about those a lot in our clinical practice because you're right, it doesn't have to be the big T trauma, the major accident or the major hospitalization. It can be little everyday experiences that can be traumatizing. Those are the little T's you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, domestic violence, and it doesn't have to be physical violence, just a, a toxic environment mm. at home, a hostile work environment or, or a hostile environment at home. Just those little things that that accumulate it's kind of like it wears you down right which again makes me circle back to this collective trauma we're under with the pandemic it's wearing people down it's like being nibbled to death by ducks yes oh wow what an analogy (laughs) but yes pretty relevant you don't have to be a combat veteran You don't have to run EMS to experience trauma, even though those are big ones. Kids these days experience it in neglectful homes, maybe emotionally abusive homes. Adults might experience trauma at work, like you said, a toxic boss or a toxic work environment. Um, And then, of course, you know, I just think the maybe the political climate we're living in can be traumatizing as well from every angle. Well, that's true. I mean, there's so many people who can't understand that we're all in this together. Mm -hmm. You know, I've kind of gotten sick of hearing that that (laughs) phrase, but it's true. Right. As we were talking earlier, that that meme that Sarah Bingham put up on Facebook, after the elections are over, the same guy is going to be changing your tires, the same cashier is going to be for you at Harris Theater. Life has got to go on. So how do we continue life? How do we just continue going on when we've been traumatized? If someone's experienced trauma, what maybe what are some symptoms that that would alert someone to, oh, I have experienced trauma and I do need to reach out for some treatment? What would be some symptoms of trauma? Well, of course, we, we break it down into four groups, the intrusive symptoms like Flashbacks, nightmares, the experience of just suddenly thinking about the trauma when we don't even want to. Mm -hmm. The avoidant group where we just do everything we can to not think about it, to not talk about it, to not be in a position where we're reminded of it. The physical symptoms, which are related to that fight or flight response Mm -hmm. that we experience, that that adrenaline rush, if you will, that cause us to experience what we call an amygdala hijack. It it comes on quickly and we don't even know why sometimes. Because the part of the memory that stores sights and sounds and smells isn't the same part of the memory that talks about facts. Mm -hmm. And of course, the negative thinking. Trauma is by definition beyond the control of the person 
Hmm. who experiences it. And many times, one way to get a sense of control back is to say, I should have, I could have, why didn't I? And self-blame and self-guilt and a loss of self-esteem. Hmm. which in the short run is okay. It gets that sense of control back, but in the long run, it's not working. Right. That's not sustainable to continue always thinking woulda, coulda, shoulda. Right. <clears throat> so when people come into you <clears throat> with their trauma wounds, be it psychological, emotional, whichever, what are some treatments that you provide for them as a trauma therapist? <clears throat> we know from, from a lot of research and extensive experience that the best way to get over it is talking about it. Hmm. Talking with somebody who kind of understands. I can relate to my vets and they can relate to me. So that kind of thing. There's, hmm. But in the long term, just talking about it. Cognitive behavioral therapy, cognitive processing therapy. There are some ancillary things that can help speed up the process. EMDR mm-hmm. uh, is appealing the onion technique that can get to things a little bit faster and dialectical behavioral therapy. But in the long run, the research says that one is not better than the other. That mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they are all equally effective in the best way is just talking about it. And I have a number of exercises that I have my folks go through in that mm-hmm. regard. Mm-hmm. I'm an EMDR therapist, so of course I'm very pro EMDR. I've seen it work. Then other therapists who use other forms of treatment very much see and believe that their treatment works as well. I think what I'm hearing you say in the bottom line is if you're struggling or suffering with trauma, seek out help because maybe what works for one doesn't work for the other, but what does work is seeking out treatment. Exactly. And when do you seek it out? I mean, we know the diagnostic criteria we just talked about, but there are so many other other signs that go along with that mm. that aren't part of the criteria. Uh, we lose a sense of safety. Yeah. We become control freaks mm. because we need to get that control back. We get angry and irritable even with people who are trying to support us. We experience a lot of self-medication mm-hmm. and relationship difficulties. And all of those things are important signs that something's going wrong. I've never had anybody come to me and say, I'm suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. Right. They come in and say, I'm having trouble at home. My relationship is going down the tubes. But when you start digging, you can find it. Right, right. Yeah, they don't show up and say, I was, this was my trauma, and now I'm self-medicating with too much alcohol. Fix me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right, right. They present with, like you said, relationship problems or been written up at work Mm -hmm. because I'm having trouble with or conflicts with this colleague. I'm explosive, that sort of thing. Yep. And they don't realize that the relationship between what's going on now and what may have happened 20 years ago, uh, which was, in fact, a trauma that that wasn't identified at the time. Right, right. Okay, so what kind of hope can we share with the listeners about trauma and healing and seeking out support? First, I want them to understand that trauma is the normal response of a normal person to an abnormal event. That's good. Mm -hmm. Um, And of all the diagnostic stuff in our DSM, trauma, traumatic stress is probably the most treatable. Mm. It's, it's not like a cold. You don't get over it, but you grow from it. Hmm. And it can be a very powerful learning experience. I view therapy as a collaborative growth experience. And I think that in talking through the trauma, folks can learn to not only survive, but thrive from it. Hmm. Yeah, I like that. Not just survive, but thrive. Well, are there any other things 
Jim, that you can share with the listeners about trauma? Just be aware that there are so many things in life that we don't recognize at the time, I think. Mm -hmm. And if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling depressed, if you're drinking too much or doing too much weed and or whatever it is, and you're thinking, why am I doing this? What's wrong with my life? Come talk to somebody. We're right. there for you. Right. Right. Absolutely. And if you're listening today and, and some of this resonates with you, you can find Jim in our Holly Springs office. He's available for you there. Of course, we have many trauma therapists practice wide at 180 Counseling that can help you identify your trauma and seek out ways to not just survive, but to thrive in the midst of it. Thanks, Jim, for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you. You've been listening to the Turning Your Life Around podcast, presented by 180 Counseling, with five triangle locations to serve you. Learn more at 1-80counseling.com. This has been an exclusive presentation of News Radio 680 WPTF and 98.5 FM, a Curtis Media Group station.